Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's family conversation. Um, you might have noticed that there hasn't been a lot of social media this week, as there usually is, uh, with highlighting different communities. And uh, we've been having these family conversations on Thursday nights. And uh, this week, the plan was to have the HERS community up here. And we were going to talk to Shout. It was going to be great. But we thought that we'd push all that till next week to just honor um, uh, all the craziness and injustice that's been going on, especially in the States and, and really all over. And so we thought that we'd use this this Thursday night's family conversation to have a discussion about that injustice, what repentance looks like, what diversity looks like in our church, what to do in response to all that. And I just know that uh, there's a lot of suffering going on, uh, both on behalf of those who are being persecuted, but also just people that we know and love here in our church who um, are feeling the weight of this in a really heavy way. And I, don't, I know that I am. It's been a heavy week of all that's just watching all that's gone on in the news and um, uh, my head's just spinning. And so I feel saddened by it all. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, we talk a lot in our church about being ministers of reconciliation. And that can kind of be a really cute idea. Yeah. And then you, you begin to, to, to hear stories uh, from my friends and from my family and I really feel sickened inside. Mm-hmm. And it's taken this general concept and really put faces to it in people that I deeply care about and love. And um, to be a minister of reconciliation, it means something. It feels like it means something different now mm-hmm. and more than it ever has. It's really, it's really, uh, it's really gripped me. Yeah, I think um, Steve Merle, I just wanted to read it actually. Steve Merle, uh, just the president of every nation, our movement has a great quote from open letter that he wrote this last week. And I think it's really apt for today. It says, we've been called, we've been called to the ministry of reconciliation. We've been entrusted with the message of reconciliation. Now is not the time to retreat from our multi-ethnic churches and relationships. Mm. Now is the time to pick up our cross and follow our Middle Eastern Lord and Savior. (laughs) And so I just think that in this time, it's to now is not the time to retreat from anything. It's the time to advance yeah. towards relationship. And I think we have an opportunity in our church with the diversity that we're presented with, with all kinds of opportunities um, for moving forward, uh, both inside our church and at large in society. And so, you know, as you've been wrestling through what it looks like to take up your cross yeah. and uh, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus had, you know, in humility, considering others better than themselves. What has this led you to uh, in response? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm reminded of this quote by uh, Solzhenitsyn that says that the dividing line, there's only one dividing line in humanity, and it's between good and evil. And that dividing line isn't between any group of people. It always runs down the middle of the human heart. Right. And so that includes my heart. And so I've been asking myself, what is the... What is the evil in my heart mm. that this time is really demanding me to look at? And I've been thinking of two things. Uh, when I think of my own repentance, I've been thinking of repenting over my ignorance and over my passivity. And I, uh, I am really gripped by my own ignorance. I, I, I've, I've tried to be aware and be engaged. And in a time like this, I realize that I've been more ignorant than I thought I was. Mm. And I've been asking God to f- forgive me for uh, just being passive and even pursuing understanding. Mm. And then I think the other part of that is then in that new understanding, 
what does it mean to uh, to move into activity? And so those are the two things that I've been really wrestling through in my own heart. Well, I mean, you've asked the question well then. So what does it mean for us to move into activity? I, I got to say, I feel the same way as you. It's been a, a heavy week to go, wow, of, of, you know, it's easy to sort of espouse all over the place. Humility is the bedrock of everything. And, you know, we need to look inside our own hearts and consider others better than ourselves. And then when you're faced with a situation where perhaps your own ignorance or um, lack of activity and action, um, almost by accident, in some ways, becomes the main playing field. Of like, wow, I need to do some deep soul searching that the status quo is no longer applicable. Like people are suffering and people are dying. And all of a sudden, there seems to be this impetus that uh, that status quo or, oh, shoot, I didn't know that really doesn't cut it anymore. And so I don't know what it how do we how do we actually move forward in in an yeah. activity? Because I, I would agree with you that the state of the world and the injustice that we see requires real, actual, everyday change. Like we need to do something different now. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of folks, including myself, that are caught up between knowing how to be personal ministers of reconciliation and bringing Jesus into a place and preaching him. And then also just good old fashioned reform because something needs to change in everyday life. Like it's almost like never mind all of that heart transformation, fix the problem. Like there's a problem right now. So I don't know if you speak to that. I think that you're saying it well, that I think that's what's been highlighted in this time is that there's two things going on. Mm. One is social reform and the other is personal transformation. And uh, my my personal uh, bias and just kind of how I'm made and what I value has always been toward personal transformation. Yeah, you're a counselor. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I deeply care about that. Mm. And, and at, the, at the end of the day, Things aren't going to ultimately change unless there's some kind of personal transformation in people's hearts and lives. And I think that, uh, that we need to be champions of that. Sure. But that's not in contrast to the idea of, uh, of social reform. Yeah, can you explain that idea? Because <clears throat> I always think of change too. I'm, I'm the first one to go. I need to look inside my heart first. You know, this whole humility piece. What is Jesus doing in my heart? But then there seems to be this other piece of social reform. Well, we, we look in history of how social reform has happened, and it's by, uh, by groups of people having a voice. Yeah. And uh, sometimes what can look like you know, doing behind-the-scenes work really is ignoring the fact that there are times when society needs to rise up with one voice mm -hmm. and say, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. And it seems as though this is a time such as this. That's really good. So something that's been, a term that's been used a lot these days is seeking justice and that we all need to seek justice now. And there seems to be a myriad of ways in which we're mm -hmm. being presented to do that. And it's, it's it, you know, your head kind of spins. Yeah. Um, uh, and there's lots of great opportunities. Um, but where would we begin with that? Where does the beginning of seeking justice? How do we start with that in our hearts and in a way that for sure flows out? But you know, where's where's the where's the what's the source of that? Where do we begin? Yeah. So we've talked about first of all that we take up the call to be ministers of reconciliation. That's the the mandate that Jesus has given us. Mm -hmm. Then we've said that we need to look inside of our own hearts mm -hmm. and not have some kind of self righteous posture that we get it right but that we need to say, oh, Father, search my heart. We need to, to begin there. And then I think when we look now 
to what does our activity look like, I think seeking justice needs to first look like seeking the Lord. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's easy to assume that I think I know what my activity should look like. Yeah. And uh, I think this is a time where I feel like lots of voices are demanding me uh, to respond in particular ways. The, the first thing that I need to do is say, Father, uh, those voices are valid. I, I, I need to hear them fully and I need to hear them kind of through your spirit. Mm. And so I think that what our church needs to do in this time is to seek the face of God. Mm. And in seeking the face of God, we know that we've sought him when it's going to look like us doing something differently. <laughs> it's not just going to be, oh, I need to passively pray forever and <laughs> right. clean my heart. No, there's something actively that needs to be done. And I think that God's spirit, I know that God's spirit is going to is going to instruct our hearts and minds as to what this should practically look like for each one of us. Yeah. So church, I think where we can sort of wrap this up is that more than ever, and we talk about this a lot, is that love really needs to be our motive. Yeah. And love has all kinds of actions and proactivity attached to it. And uh, I love this point that you're making about truly seeking the Lord in this time will lead to love because that's who he is. That's right. And it will lead to love in a, a relational sense, yeah. uh, not in a feeling, but in a what am I, how am I going to love others around me better? And really, there, the, there's a myriad of options for us in terms of what that could look like. And uh, I, I know for many people, it's like the activism, which is amazing, of being part of social reform in a way that changes people's behaviors, because it actually does. And there's, there's so many personal phone calls being made and conversations in, in support, uh, all of branches being extended, conversations that maybe are opening up for the first time about how um, people from different backgrounds can 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 move forward together because i think that uh, something that i'm praying for as a result at least in the in the more micro sense in our church is i know that diversity is probably one of the most foundational things for our church i mean our, the name of our church is every nation for crying out loud so uh, not only is it just a nice idea that we have a multi-ethnic community but i think it's essential in displaying the power of yeah. the kingship of jesus to unite a people and so at the very least, uh, we, we have an opportunity to look at our own hearts and go, what about, what about displaying uh, the fullness of who Jesus is, is incumbent upon our ability to be diverse and yeah. hear each other and love one another across lines that just don't exist actually in the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. And so maybe we could just end with a word of prayer for, for our community. Absolutely. I would love to pray for that. Yeah. Um, Father, this seems to be a time when our diversity needs to be focused together mm. and focused against racism, uh, systemic racism in particular. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we can't prescribe in all the ways that you're going to move through us, but we do know that that's our target. And so I pray that as a church community, we would unite against that, that we would take up uh, Micah 6, 8, that we would act justly and love mercy and walk humbly with our God, mm-hmm. that you would lead us toward these things in, uh, in a proactive way, that we could demonstrate our solidarity uh, against racism, but also for the kingdom of God, and that the unity, the peace, the cooperation that we all long for will ultimately be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we choose to go first 
and to say, it's to you that we submit, and it's to you that we want to conform ourselves uh, to look like. And Father, I pray now that you would send us out by your Spirit mm. to actively be ministers of reconciliation. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yeah, Lord, I just ask that you would uh, uh, comfort those who are mourning yeah. and comfort those who are suffering. Uh, there's just uh, the pain is just so real um, in our yeah. society, and so Father, you do comfort those, and I and I believe that uh, I believe that you set them in families, <laughs> and that would be your heart for them. And so Father, I pray that more than ever that uh, you know our yeah. community would feel like a family yes. where everybody belongs and everybody's heard and known and accepted uh, because of who you say that they are. And yes. so Father, I pray that our our communities and our small groups and our church would be a safe haven. Uh, for, for for anyone, uh, because um, we really are a Jesus community. I pray that you would you would continue to be the center of all yes. that we are, and we'd be a place where the the suffering and those who are mourning can be taken care of, and uh, and and made whole. And so, yeah, Lord, we just lift up those who need prayer now, and we ask that you would bring justice swiftly uh, yes. into situations that are just crying out <laughs> for. For reconciliation and for justice and so father would you move and would you do a work would you start in our hearts and i pray that we really would be part of your solution uh, uh for these things in our world in jesus name amen. amen well thanks for tuning in guys um and of course uh, we're always available to chat about these things and we're looking forward to walking these um really tension-filled heavy things out in the days to come and i'm sure we'll have more conversations about it so we'll see you guys on sunday